I love about men podcast. Today I have a super intriguing guest. I'm so excited to have him on the show. Um, his name is Halid. He's a certified Mars, Mars, Venus business and leadership coach. He helps his clients own their power in business and life. With a decade of experience, Khaled comes equipped with a vast range of tools all the way from Mars Venus coaching, relationship systems coaching, business coaching, to love coaching. His warm, earthy, and inviting personality gently calls him forth to discover, own, and utilize their personal greatness. To him, any relationship is like a cup of coffee. What you put in it defines its taste. And yet, the one relationship that most people neglect is the one they have with themselves. His purpose in life is to connect, but his mission is to help people make use of that connection to do better business and live meaningful lives. Welcome to the show, Khaled. Woohoo! I'm so glad to be on this Woo! show. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. And guys, I met Khaled through Mars Venus coaching because we both trained through the Mars Venus program taught by John Gray, who wrote the very famous book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and the 20 others that came along with that. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> But yeah, I'm so glad we met and our, our energies are just are very similar and we we just have a lot in common from the start, right, Khaled? Like, I don't, we just connected very easily. Yeah, it's not like meeting a, a weirdo from across the globe. So I was like, oh, you get me, <laughs> I get you. <laughs> right? Yeah. And Khaled, what you're really good at is, I mean, you're an excellent coach. You know, even if I'm just telling you something, the way you respond to me always opens my eyes to a new perspective and makes me think like, Think, think differently, you know, and I really appreciate that about you. And you're, you're really good at thinking outside the box, but you also have, you know, perspectives coming from all these different angles, which I find really interesting. So today is going to be all about communication and effective communication in relationships and also, you know, not only in long-term relationships, but initiating those new relationships and how to make sure effective communication starts from the very beginning. Sure. Think? I, I think that's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm you, you get to run the show. I'm just going to answer with whatever I know. Let's start with what is the difference between communication and effective communication in a relationship? Because so many people here, like, you know, like effective communication is so key. It's so important. But it's like, okay, what's, what does that actually mean? Well, the way I see communication is a little different from what uh, many of the people and the experts out there put it. I mean, uh, traditionally we would think that communication is all about body language, what we say, you know, all the kind of stuff. But I truly think that effective communication has a lot to do with observing the person as a whole, uh, not just the body language, not just the words, but just as a, as a whole, their energy, their presence, uh, what they're putting out there into the space. Um, I think the being of that person is what uh, adds to effective communication. To me, that's, that's just a big difference. So I make sure that there is the presence of the person plays a big role in, um, in the way they communicate. I take even silence as a, uh, as a tool of communication. You know, many people can't handle silence. So effective communication is just about the person as a whole, not me trying to impose what communication is about on them, but getting really curious how is this person effectively communicating something and how are they really doing that through their own being and through their own presence? Oh, I love that. Yeah. And like, so often I feel like we don't treat people like individuals, you know, it's just like we treat everyone the same way. And it's like, when you're really in tune with talking to a specific person, you actually see how different they are from everyone else, you know, and that's what makes you better able to connect with them on a new level. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that when it comes to communication, um, it really is a two way road, but 
I think sometimes it has to start one way. I think sometimes it has to start with curiosity. Um, there was an interview that I was part of uh, another podcast, and um, this guy asks me, you know, Khaled, what is, like in your years of working with clients, whether it's love life or business, whatever, what is the secret to creating successful relationships? Um, and I was like, curiosity. And he's like, really? Curiosity? Out of all the tools that you've learned, curiosity is the one answer that you, uh, you tell us. I was like, yes, because if you're not curious, you can't create. And I think communication starts the same way. You have to get curious about the person before you can create something with them. Uh, just for the record, if you do hear a meow in the background, that's my cat. He's asking for my attention because I usually don't do interviews at the time <laughs> of the night. There's a choir here. You know, he's communicating Aww, something. It's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, so that's communication for you. I love that. I love, um, I love the curiosity factor because that's something I never, I never even talk about that, but like I never speak on it directly to relationships. And I love that you mentioned that. And I love that that was your number one response in that interview, because it really is true. Like if you lead, so many people have anxiety around meeting new people and like what to say, I don't know what to say. And it's like, if you're curious, if you're interested, you'll be interesting. Yes. And and yeah, that makes so much sense to like, just stay curious about that person. Stop focusing on you and just focus, the, focus on the person in front of you and you'll see how, how much of a connection you build and how present you are with them as well. Absolutely. And I think when you focus on the person, something really shifts. I believe that when people are seen or when they feel seen, something profoundly in them moves, something shifts yeah. from its place and it changes. And I think this is what the world is truly hungry for nowadays. I mean, you know, Stephanie, I didn't get into coaching because I come from an IT background and I jumped ship really, really early on. Like I stayed in like uh, IT for two years. And then I got into coaching, not because I wanted to help people just achieve their goals and dreams. I think there's a lot of that in the market, but I really saw a gap in the world. Um, people don't feel seen. People don't feel heard. Mm -hmm. People don't feel connected to, authentically connected to. People don't feel depth anymore. People just want something on the surface and, and they're not curious enough about who they are and the other person is. And, and I think that's what's separating communities nowadays. Um, and and that's, that's a big part of why I do what I do. I really feel and believe that the world needs more connectors. And that's why yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And um, I think that was interesting that yesterday, you know, when I talked about that study that in America, we're the least physically communicative people in the, on the planet. Um, and we are, we do like actually starve ourselves for that, that physical touch that comes with that connection. You know, like you need that, you need that sense of touch too, to connect with other people and be present with other people. And then you told me you were, you were researching the same thing yesterday. <laughs> I found that, I found that really cool that it's like, that presence is important too, to like, to find that depth. Of course. And uh, one of the things that uh, I, I saw Tony Robbins do very, very well. I mean, I went to Unleash the Power Within, I think it was about two years, three years ago, oh, something like that. And, and I, you know, like I've been following Tony from a very, very long time, but then I was like, you know what? I need to see him live and I'm going to go see him and park my coaching hat back in Dubai. I'm not going to go analyze him, but I really want to see what is it that makes this guy really, really great on stage, let alone in his own life. And every, I don't know, every half hour, uh, we'd, we'd, we'd get up and dance and it would be a concert for like a couple of minutes. And then he'd tell us, go hug four people that you don't know. 
And I found that to be an incredibly effective way to create a connection with people that you don't even know. Uh, I think it raises oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone. And I think when you raise oxytocin, you create connection with people and people want to know, wow, who's this person? And I can tell you for sure, Stephanie, I met people that I don't even know their names, but I can guarantee you soul to soul, I felt them and I may not see them ever again. I do know that this person is Norwegian. This person was Kuwaiti and this person was from Nigeria. And I was like, wow, I don't think I'll ever see them again, but they did leave a mark. And it's fascinating how just a hug could do that. Yeah. Yeah. And they even said, I was listening to another podcast yesterday and it was talking about if you have something that brings about connection with your audience, they will want to come back. And they will. They won't even care about what the presentation was. If yes. you connect those people to other people, like they'll want to come back because they'll remember that feeling. And like we all remember how other people made us feel. You know, not necessarily what was said, but like the feeling is so much more important. Mm, absolutely. I want to add something to that as well, which is, in order for you to be a great communicator and in order for you to be a great connector, you have to have the ability to hold space for others. Do you know what that term means? Space. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think not everybody might know uh, that term specifically. But holding space is kind of like if you and I are sitting inside a container and that container is where you and I get to have a conversation, get to know one another, that container supports the learning that you and I get to have, supports the connection, supports the growth, supports everything. We get to decide what this container is about. I think great leaders today who are great communicators and great connectors know exactly how to design that container and how to keep it in place. And I think people, for example, like Tony Robbins, when I look at them, um, the reason they do so well is because they have so much energy in them that they can hold a massive container for thousands of people at the same time. So imagine what we could do as men to women in relationships and women to men in relationships as well, how to use that skill to hold the space. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Where do you think that energy comes from? Like that Tony Robbins have and that like really true, really good connectors have. They have this sense of energy. Like, do you think that comes from connecting to other people so often? Or like, where do you think it stems from? I think it stems from two places. Number one, they know exactly who they are and what they add to the table. Number Mm -hmm. two, I think it comes from the fact that they have immense and unending love for people. They would go to the moon and back to help those people. And I think those two things help uh, anybody just be a great uh, connector and communicator. Tony will do anything to help people, anything. And I think that's why people gravitate towards him so much because they can feel that safety with him and yet the drive to do better in life. They feel the authenticity of it. Yes. And that's the right word, authenticity. Yeah. With being in a relationship, what are the actual tools and like the best way to practice effective communication? Oh man, I think um, let's think, let's drill down a little <laughs> bit on that question. We'll what do you mean three. by? Yeah, yeah, well, let's drill down a little bit more on what you mean by that question. Tell me more. Or let's start for my guys listening because most of them are single. They're trying to start a relationship with a woman from the very beginning, and I think that has to do with you know not only knowing themselves and feel comfortable about themselves, but also connecting with her. So, what would you say is an initial? maybe like an initial three steps to build that connection or start that connection. Uh, gosh, I'm going to start right at the top and say, if you're a guy, you need to have a mission of your own in life. 
One of my uh, mentors and teachers is David Data. I think a book that every man and every woman of this planet should read is The Way oh God, of the him. Superior Man. I've read this book. Best book. It's awesome. <laughs> I've read this book nine times. And every single time I read it, I get something new out of it. But um, I think if, when a man has his own mission in place and follows his mission truly from the heart and lives his life on his own terms, that is sexy to women. That is yeah. attractive to women. Women want that. But the problem is, and I've been down that road myself, Stephanie, is when we as men do have a mission, but at the back of our mind, we want the byproduct to be attraction. That's when things fall apart. Because that's kind of like saying, yes, I will live my life on my own terms for me through a purpose or a mission in life. And I'm doing that because I want attention. And that doesn't work. Women sense that. So yeah. that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, when you get to know yourself as a man, you start to understand how women think. I know that we have books like Men Are From Mars and Women From Venus, but when you really know who you are as a man, when you understand your values, you start to see women in a different light. You start to see women through their values as well because that's where compatibility comes in. A lot of people rely too much on chemistry, but what about compatibility? Because that helps with connection as well. There's a book that uh, I'm going to, I'm going to recommend some books for the guys here as well. There's a book by Dr. Pat Allen. It's called getting to I do now it's made for women, but it's great for men as well. And she talks about the three components for having a successful relationship is chemistry, compatibility, and communication. If all three are met, you're having a successful relationship. I'm not saying a happy relationship. I'm saying a successful relationship. Mm. Can you repeat those three again? Chemistry. Chemistry. Yep. And then compatibility and communication. And the third thing is for the guys, when you're out with a woman, focus on her. But I'll clarify that. Make her feel desired. Because I think that's something that a lot of guys miss out on. They don't really know how to do it. They think that making a woman feel desired is by complimenting her. That's not making her feel desired. Just that's complimenting her. Making her feel like you desire her is when you look at all of her and part of you really wants to ravish her and say, I want that. I'm going to get it. I think these three things help a man feel very desirable. And as well as... Can you expand on that last one? Yeah, sure. So when a man desires a woman, he's really looking at the woman as a whole. He's not looking at just her looks. He's not just looking at her personality. He's not compartmentalizing her in different ways. He's looking at all of her. And when he looks into her, he really, really wants her. He's not just wanting her because he wants to go to bed with her. He just wants her. Whatever the meaning is, whatever the label is, he just wants her. And you can see that in the way the man treats a woman. A man who doesn't desire a woman will just take her for one thing and only one thing to meet his unmet needs. But a man who really desires a woman has his own needs met and wants to show the, uh, the woman that world. Do you see the difference? Yeah, yeah. It's like he wants her to be a part of his world as well. Yes. And when she feels that, she feels safety. She feels trust. Because a lot of men, when they try to show the world, they have a fear of showing vulnerability. And when they have that fear of showing vulnerability, 
women feel lack of trust. Because these are the two things that I've learned that men and women uh, suffer from when it comes to relationships. Men are too hard on themselves and they don't want to be vulnerable. And women are too hard on themselves and they don't want to trust the guy. Yeah, for sure. And trust is so important. Absolutely. Yep. Number one. Yeah. And I think there's so many guys who talk about like, I want to find an attractive woman. It's very interesting to me that it's that so much is about attraction, the physical attraction, but that's not what makes a relationship last, you know? Mm. I, um, I get this a lot also for, uh, with uh, the single women and uh, men uh, when it comes to coaching and the uh, women, for example, I tell them, so what is it that you want in a guy? And they say, I want him to be tall. Okay. I want him to be funny and I want him to be confident and I would like him to have a stable job, for example. And I go like, okay, fair enough. Um, Let's assume that I found five guys who are exactly like that. And I brought them to this meeting right here and I got them to sit right in front of you. Which one would you be most attracted to? And that's the moment when they go like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when you realize that people don't really have a clear idea of what is it that they want. They're just going about in life with a criteria that they think is what they want, what they're actually going out um, and trying to meet is what they don't want. They're too, it's very fear-based. They want too much security or too much love or too much sex or too much chemistry or too much of something because they're trying to cover up for an unresolved issue in them. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. It's crazy. When it comes to women, why do you think women communicate differently with men? How do you help your male clients understand that women do communicate differently and that the effective communication takes speaking to them in a way that's not how they would want to be treated, but how she would want to be treated because she's different? Um, well, first of all, I, I'm not there to help them treat women by the way they want to be treated. I first help them understand who they are as men. It goes back to the main point that I talked about a few minutes ago. Because if I try so much to tell them how women are, we enter into this downward spiral of trying to figure out what are women about? And the same goes for women. What are men about? And I don't think that's really the aim here. People who come to me for coaching are just having a hard time attracting the right person. They're they're having a good time attracting the wrong person. Um, So I start with that where they are now receptive to information. And you can use concepts from Mars, Venus uh, or similar. Um, and you can have them understand, listen, you know, this is how women think. Um, have you ever been in a situation when she did that? And they, and they go like, yes. And then I tell them, what was the impact of her behavior on you? And then they start to elicit their own way of thinking. It's supposed to be that way, Khaled. They tell them, exactly. The way you think is different than them. So mm-hmm. I know this sounds uh, pretty methodical, but in my coaching, uh, that's sometimes how it goes. Um, it's very straightforward. I don't think, Stephanie, the issue is just with women, women not understanding how men think and vice versa. I think that the idea here is do we really understand who we are? And that's how I help people own their power. Because men are, who are attractive don't just become attractive. They practice attraction. That makes sense? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Of that's so true. Yes. And that's like so many men who come to me for help and who I end up coaching it always, we always have to start with, okay, where they are and how they feel about themselves and what their self-talk is like and what they tell themselves on a daily basis, what's going on in their head. 
And before you even get to women or approaching women, we, it has to start with them. You're right. Like we always start, that is always square one. Um, and then it takes time to get through that. And sometimes, you know, we'll spend months just getting to know themselves. And then when they feel amazing, it's just like, okay, like I'm ready. And it's like, they're not worried about, okay, what is she going to say? How is she going to say it? It's just, they go out there because they're so comfortable with them. It doesn't really matter. Like it just stems from the confidence they have in themselves. It's not necessarily like, now I know how to speak the language of women. It's like, now I know how to speak the language of me. Yes. Oh, I love that. How do I speak the language of me? And then we can start to get to know one another, really. We're not trying to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah. I think Mm. guys especially, like, go into relationships, like you said, like, guys can't be vulnerable. Like, it's very difficult for men to show that vulnerability. And in that sense, they, they shut off parts of themselves, of who they are. And that way, the woman doesn't see exactly who they are. He doesn't come across authentic because he's not showing who he is. And then yes. she doesn't trust him. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, vicious cycle. Yeah. And, and that's something that I went through myself because growing up, um, I was Mr. Friendzone. I mean, I, oh, like I was the popular, you know, like there's always a popular guy who dates a lot of women. I was the popular guy in school. <laughs> we friended a lot of women. <laughs> friends of them all. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I think anything in life happens for a good reason. So because of that, I learned a lot about women because they'd come yeah. to me with their problems and everything. Blah, blah. But the point that I'm trying to make here is there was a point in my life a couple of years ago where I sought uh, out for a dating coach and, um, and he helped me recognize something fundamentally different uh, between a man who is afraid to show who he is and a man who is courageous uh, and brave in showing who he is. What he did was uh, we met up face to face here in Dubai and then uh, he brought a girl with him and he didn't tell me that he was going to bring a girl. She was damn beautiful. She was drop dead mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, it's almost like he knew what kind of woman I was into. Um, and he sat there in front of me. He's like, Khaled, I'd like you to tell me something. What, what do you think of this girl? And I was like, you want me to say this in front of her? He's like, yeah, tell me, what do you think oh of her? God. And then I said, all right, well, I think it's, she's beautiful. She, she looks smart. Uh, she's, um, you know, she's, she's, uh, she's elegant, which I like a lot. He's like, okay, now I'd like you to say these three things to her as if you're expressing your feelings to her. And then I looked at her at the time <laughs> and then I was like, I think you look smart. I think you look beautiful and uh, you're very elegant. And then he asked her, what do you think of Khaled? She's like, he's so sweet and he is easily a guy I can befriend. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and I was like, oh, bummer. And I was like, "Uh, so what do I do? He said, okay, Khaled, when you said those things, how did you really feel about her? And I was like, "Um, I felt an emotion. I felt something good, you know? Uh, He's like, what did you feel? And then I said, she makes me feel like the inner child in me can come out and play. He said, say that to her. I said, okay. I said, I think uh, you make me feel like my inner child can come out and play. And then he asked her, what did you think of that? She's like, "Mm, sweet guy, I would still befriend him. He's like, do you see where the problem is, Khaled? I was like, no, I don't know where the problem is. He said, the way you say it is how a friend would say it. The way you say it sounds like you're holding back from expressing your feelings, from expressing who you are. And I was like, okay, how do you suggest I really say it? He said, no, I'd like you to really take a good look at Khaled 
and ask him what is it that he really wants to express and how. I was like, okay. I took a moment and then I looked inside and I could hear a voice inside of me that says, Khalid, look at her, tell her honestly how you feel and just slow down. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at her and I was like, um, um, there's something about you. I don't know what it is, but you really make me feel like the inner child in me wants to hold hands with your inner child. Hmm. And then he asked her, how did you feel? She's like, that's hot. And I was like, really? <laughs> that's hot? <laughs> I, know, like, I just had a huge smile on my face when you said <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is it. This is really, really it. <laughs> so... I learned a big lesson there, but I'm actually curious. We might be able to use this for your audience. How did you feel hearing that? I felt like I felt connection. Yes. And like, a wow, like that's like, that's impressive. Yes. Like, that's, like no man ever said that to me before. And yes. like, that's like, wow. And, and I think that is what creates um, an impression that this person is authentic yeah. because the, because women get hit on left and right every single day and they've heard it all, but they've never really heard who a person really is from the inside, which is exactly what you said right now. Because yeah. I felt connected with me as a man. You felt connected. And I think this tells us that you women, what you feel is actually a mirror to what we feel as men. If I'm feeling scared, you're going to feel scared. If I feel nervous, you'll feel nervous. Or more, most likely you will be, right? Ah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. When it comes to um, expressing yourself fully, let's start with like when you, I mean, we both talk on this a lot in our coaching is like get to know you and get to know who you are. So what, are your, what are your initial steps to help your clients get to know themselves and make sure they can communicate themselves with themselves effectively. And, you know, as we were saying, speak their own language. I use storytelling. I think storytelling is a powerful tool. Um, And uh, I'm sure this is something you're familiar with from our own training and many other trainings. Um, If they could share in detail uh, three stories of their lives that really impacted who they are and changed their outlook completely on life and what they learned from it. And I also add a, a different hint to it, which is what were the downfalls from that story? And how, how was that upset a setup for your growth in life? And through those answers, I am picking up on a lot of their values, a lot. Because when you pick up on their values, you begin to understand who that person really is, the building blocks of their personality. So that's step two, values. Number three, what do they want to do with those values in life? If family is a big value for them, why is that important to them? What do they believe about family? What do they want to do with family? If health is important to them, why? For what purpose is health important to them? And then I pick up all of that and I ask them, what's your vision for you? What do you want to do with you? And through that, you get to get a sense with them of who they really are. Now, I'm not saying you're going to find the 
one all be all answer of what that person is like but it gives them a big idea a grand idea of what that person is and who they want to become and to me that is a very clear way of helping a person identify what they're up to in life i love that sometimes i forget about that damn mm-hmm. but it's so true because even even me like my last podcast was sharing my story um couple podcasts ago was sharing my story of why I work with men and that like connected me back to my values and like why I'm doing what I'm doing and like what type of person I am and why I am the woman that I am yes and that's that it brings up a lot of clarity for myself and you know not only the people listening but as I was doing it I was like wow like this, this everything happened at the time it was supposed to and you know now I'm this person because of that and because of that hard fall and because of you know, that good thing. And now I believe this because of all that. So that's, oh my God, that's so cool. That's so yes. Cool. And I will add to that, uh, Stephanie, as long as that person can maintain curiosity about who they are, um, mm-hmm. then that helps them also understand who, you know, what's happening in their internal world. Um, we get triggered by many events in the external world that we forget to ask ourselves, how did I help create that event? How did I attract that person? How did I co-create this experience? Because that mirrors back to me what's happening on the inside. And if I dare challenge some of those experiences internally, I get to grow and I get to understand who I am. I think despite the fact that this is pure coaching lingo, but I truly believe in my heart that this is fundamentally what a human being should do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Ask yourself questions. Be curious about yourself. Yeah, and dig deep. I, I had to challenge a lot of the social norms and, and the conditioning that I ha- had to go through for a very long time. I thought I had to end up with, for example, because I'm originally Egyptian and I was born in the UAE. I thought I was going to end up with an Egyptian woman. And I was like, why? Says who? For what purpose? Simple things like these. I think it's going to open up a lot of things for people to go inside. Yeah. And even the simple things like going about your day to day and something happens and you feel a certain way and it kind of pulls you back. Just ask yourself, why did I react that way? Yes. Or like what made me, why am I feeling this way right now? Like I have an alarm on my phone that goes off at 5 p.m. every day and it says, it says, what's my state right now? And it just reminds me to like take a moment and put myself back in the present and think like, okay, how am I feeling? And why do I feel this way? Yes, absolutely. I love that. And I love that you actually create the time for it because in our day-to-day lives we might forget and we might have all these different events happening Mm -hmm. but i actually salute you because you're putting yourself um as a priority yeah i really try because otherwise you you don't remember and then you start living life for you know for everything but you and your happiness and it's it's good to remind yourself of like you know what you're doing where you're at like where your head is at how you're feeling and you know, over time, you realize how to replicate certain things to make you feel a certain way. Like, for instance, like with that alarm going off, I'll be like, oh, my God, I feel so good right now. And I'll be like, well, wait, what happened today that made me feel so good? And then it makes me retract my day and like go back and see what I did that led up to this moment of me feeling so joyful and, and excited. And then I'll say, OK, I'm going to do that tomorrow again. Like maybe I should start my day like like that tomorrow. And then I get an, I get a better sense of who I am and what my body needs and what makes me really happy. So yes, absolutely. Let's talk about breakups because I've had a bunch of guys come to me about breakups, like very brokenhearted, very upset. I'll share a breakup story of mine. 
Okay. And maybe that could shine a light uh, on a question yeah. that you're wanting to ask. Um, I think about it was about seven years ago. Um, I met this girl through a friend, and this was the woman that I fell in love with, um, or or so I thought. That's what love looked like. But uh, for what it's worth, it was love to me at the time. Uh, this is the woman that asked me out. I didn't ask her out, and in my culture, the guy hunts. The guy takes charge. Um, but this woman was dropped dead gorgeous. Goodness, man. Like she was awesome. Like she was oof, something else. And she asked me out and I was like, me? At the time with low confidence. <laughs> me? Me out of all people. Um, and and uh, we did go out on a date and it was amazing. It was fireworks from day one. And we dated for about six months. And at some point, she got cold feet because the guy before me who dated her for four years uh, told her that they can't be together anymore because she's too smart for him. But here comes a guy like me who's very um, open, accepting. I listen. Uh, I, I, I make an effort to make it about the woman. Um, and to her, that was too good to be true. At least that's what she said later on down the line. But when that first happened, um, I reacted very vigorously I made it about me. I took it very personally. Even though she did tell me, Khaled, it's really not you. It's just me. Like, you're too good for me. I was like, wow. And then I started to look at every single flaw in me as a man. And I go like, maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because of that. And I started to beat myself down when I really didn't deserve that because I knew that I had done a lot of good things for this person uh, in that relationship. Fast forward to a couple of months down the line, um, I was still in my miserable state. I was still blaming. I was still unaccepting of what had just happened. She does come back and say, you know what? I've done some inner work and I've discovered that I made a mistake. I'd love to really keep on dating you. I was like, great, let's do it. We keep on dating and then she does go, go cold feet again. (laughs) And this time I did take it personally, but then I realized that I had something to say to her. Um, and then I had what we call um, closure. And, uh, and I was like, I need to give this girl clo- closure. And I sat with her and I just had the sweetest closure ever on the planet. Mm. And we parted ways and was mutual and respectful and everything. And then this person does come back um, two months down the line. And, um, and this time I just sit down with her and let her know that we've had a breakup um, and I cannot move forward with this relationship any longer. And if we do Wait, want... she came back to date again? Yes. For the third um, time? Yes. And, and this is when you, some part of me as a man was like, well, this is love. This is what love does. You, it keeps bringing people back together. But the third time was when I realized that this is never really going to work out because the person that she is showing up as is not the person I really want to be. What's my message in this story really, Steph? It's the first time I took it personally. If I was to impart any advice on men, don't take it personally. Even if you made a mistake, don't take it personally. Yeah. It happened. Number two, get super clear on how you're going to heal. Because before jumping onto the relationship again or with another person, give yourself time to heal. I did not give myself time to heal at that time. Mm. And third, make sure that you're crystal clear on your boundaries. Because when we are with someone for a long time and we're really into them and we're really invested into that relationship, 
we program our nervous system to associate a lot of things in our environment to them. Whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a phone call, it's a ringtone, it could be anything. Give your nervous system a break. Because when you give your nervous system a break, you get to reprogram your nervous system to come back to earth. The fourth thing is get super clear on what kind of person you've become now because of that uh, incident, because of that breakup, so that you can start to attract a different and better kind of person in your life rather than attracting the same broken person over and over again. That to me is kind of like the overarching way of how I deal with breakups now. Yeah. Respect your feelings, but also don't let things like that control you. You know, we're all in control of the way we feel and the way we handle a situation and the way we live our future. So even like, even when on a date, you know, or even when you're trying to, when you want to be a better communicator, I think just setting the intention beforehand of just saying, I'm going to connect deeply in this conversation and I'm going to listen very closely to what she says and I'm going to avoid all distractions so that I can put my focus on her. You know, and I think just saying those things to yourself and pretty much just telling your body, you know, what you want, what you want it to do and how you want to react really does actually bring it about into existence, which is really interesting. And I think we need to all take more advantage of that. Yep. And I do have a bonus suggestion with regards to breakups and just, just in general, something about that for, for men who are really um, yearning and longing for being with a partner. If you don't have a partner right now in your life, if things are not working out, go find a friend, a female friend, who can be brutally honest with you about who you are as a man, number one. Mm. Number two, ask from her to experience with you who you are as a man. Be in agreement with her that you get to take her out on a date and ask for feedback. Let her tell you what she really thinks. Be romantic with her with boundaries Kind of like a scenario, play a scenario with her as if it's a play or something. Um, and allow that person to give you the feedback back at you. And ask from her that while you're out with her, to receive. Receive your energy. Receive your presence. Receive your existence, who you are. Because she, she's going to tell you how it made her feel. And that can give you a pointer as to what are you really like as a man? I did that a, a couple of years ago with a friend and it was a life-changing experience with me. Life-changing. I was like, can you just like do me a favor and let me be a king and let you be a queen? And I know this sounds very fluffy, but the reference goes to a book called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover by Robert Moore. It's based on uh, psychoanalysis and uh, Dr. Carl Jung. Uh, you might want to read on that. Yeah, the, wait, what's that called? <laughs> king, king, warrior, magician, lover. They are the four archetypes of the healthy masculine. Mm-hmm. They're very self-explanatory. You know, When you're a king, you're aware of what your kingdom is like. You're in control. You present order in your kingdom. A warrior fights for something. And that's where your passion comes in, your mission. Um, a magician is your ability to make shit happen. The ability to not think, but to create. And lover, not necessarily related to falling in love, but your ability to keep your heart open for the world and to give yourself to the world, even when you are hurt. 
when a man embraces those four archetypes, truly is a healthy masculine. So Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Now going back to that story, I did ask of her, I was like, listen, make yourself comfortable, allow yourself to be a queen. Let me be a king. I'll show you who I am. And I want you to give me feedback on that. And we spent a whole day together. It was over a weekend and we went to the beach. We went to a resort. We went to a restaurant. We went dancing. We did a lot of things that were part of my hidden world at the time. And she said, Khaled, you are a one of a kind man. It's a shame that you keep hiding this person. And that to me was a big piece of feedback. And I'll never forget the final parting words. She said, Khaled, you have not chosen to stand in your greatness as a man. And because you hid that, I chose in moments when you did that to not stand in my place as a woman with you. So to the men out there, find a friend who's like that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm actually going to tell my client to do that this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good idea. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, thank you so much, Halid. If you have one tip you can give to improve communication in relationships, what do you think is the most important thing? Um, I think it's going to go back to a reminder to stay curious. Just practice mm. curiosity. Practice asking questions that you've never asked before. But I will offer your audience maybe a quick, very quick exercise on how they could discover their life purpose statement. How's that? Yeah, go. So um, just imagine that you've um, gotten on a spaceship and that spaceship is heading towards a planet that's never been visited before. It's unknown to man. But because of that spaceship, you know that planet somehow, some way. As you step out of that spaceship after it lands on the planet, look around, examine the planet, examine its... um, I don't know, it's the, the air, the atmosphere, everything that's around it. And think to yourself as a man, from now on, it's going to be this way. What is this way? And that is your answer for your purpose in life. I love that. Thanks so much, Halid, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. This hey, is it's awesome. an honor. It's an honor. You're a great interviewer. I'll tell you that. Oh, okay, guys, so you. that was the podcast. Hopefully you got a lot out of that. I'm so um, like, captivated. I didn't even realize what, what he does. He's such a, an effective coach, All right, effective Steph, communicator, and that's awesome. why I knew this would be the perfect topic for he and I to discuss. Please listen to it again. <laughs> listen to it again. Go back and really take note of the steps and the ways to implement the different ways of getting to know yourself and really becoming an effective communicator with women by becoming an effective communicator with you first. Really getting to know you because when you get to know you, then you come across authentically just on a daily basis. You don't even have to think twice about it. And that's what women really appreciate. That's what women connect to. And that's what women are attracted to. So really take these steps, implement them, and you will just enjoy your overall life so much more. Seriously, just get to know yourself, get to love yourself. And please rate this podcast five stars, give it a review. I would really appreciate it. And have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. 